Hello and welcome back to series two of the New Managers Club podcast, episode 14. And today I'm here with Sarah to talk about holding effective one-to-ones. I remember when I first started out in my management role, I felt that one-to-ones were was, was quite daunting. I felt like I had this 45-minute slot that I somehow needed to fill and just talk at people so that it managed to fill the time that we had allocated for it. And so today we are going to talk about how to have effective one-to-ones and talk a little bit about some of our experiences in holding good and bad one-to-ones, what's worked, what hasn't, and some good tools and tips that you can use as well. Looking forward to it. I also remember feeling a little bit nervous when I first started having to have one-to-ones because I didn't know exactly how previous managers had had one-to-ones with each of the people in the team, if they'd done it really well and my one-to-ones would be rubbish in comparison. I think it helped that I'd had really good one-to-ones with my previous manager. And I I also find now that I've got a little bit more experience and I've had some one-to-ones myself, I do find it really interesting how one-to-ones differ between companies. When I had my first corporate role my manager used to take me to that we I worked in this like small village and my manager would take me to the local pub and we'd expense a nice lunch for all of our one-to-ones and it was brilliant um but I've had different experiences with different companies since and it really varies on how formal or informal it is and so although I'd had a little bit of experience on sort of what to expect I just felt a lot of pressure on oh my god I'm gonna have to like come up with something to speak about for 45 minutes and the the thought of that was quite nerve-wracking what if they were expecting something of me that I wasn't able to give but actually it really wasn't that bad at all I don't know if I've nailed one-to-ones yet but it's definitely not as scary as I had initially thought yeah I think you're right I think a lot of people feel that there's a bit of performance art to it that you know that you've got to come on and perform for 45 minutes and it's got to be great and you know what are you going to say and I think with a little bit of structure not too much but a little bit of structure the the conversation will flow and it is a conversation rather than a, a performance and it's not up to the manager to speak for 45 minutes that would be a that would be a one-to-one would it That'd be a one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, we're, we're coming in for a one <laughs> we don't have yeah. ones anymore but yeah I've, I, it's not the first time I've heard that from from managers and I think probably when I started doing them um there is a yeah there is an element of, of even now I do feel like I have to go into it really well prepared and mm. I wouldn't like to just be dropped into a one-to-one without at least thinking about it a bit before Mm. I go into it because otherwise it can can catch you out a little bit but then you know it can't always be perfect it can't always be great there'll be one-to-ones that really flow and you've got lots to talk about yeah the others actually the better things are going sometimes you know the less you have to talk about yes do you know what that's exactly it and I sometimes I'll have one-to-ones and the the ones that I think have gone really well are the ones where we've used the whole 45 minutes and spoken about loads of different things but you're right it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the best ones or that's the best performance that that person's ever done because when things are going well there are less to say there is less to say and I I think that's something that on the flip side 
I've also experienced and struggle with as someone you might people listening might have someone in their team that they manage that also is quite like me so to to manage me and have a one-to-one with someone like me I'm quite introspective and I think about things so much in my head that when I get to my one-to-ones I'm like do I need to say that like I've already I've processed the whole thing and I've sort of moved on from that now how much do I need to say and so something that I was thinking about in advance of this podcast I don't know if I really do yet is sort of setting clear expectations on what should and can be discussed what I like expect to hear from people I think after my initial panic of oh my god what am I going to talk about for 45 minutes I really just sort of let it go and left it up to whatever person it is that I'm having the one-to-one with to to tell me what it is that they want to use that time for um but on reflection I was wondering should if because I think there are people that I've managed that are probably quite introspective like me and not feel like they need to just blurt everything out because they've already sort of thought about and processed it and I wondered from sort of the other side maybe I should have I should communicate more clearly on what I expect or I want to hear about yeah and that's that can be a tricky thing to sort of get to the bottom of kind of because one-to-ones are just one part of your relationship with your team they're not the whole thing but it gives you that quality time that you can just spend talking about them and um talking you know building a relationship on a one-to-one basis because as a manager you're sort of building relationships with your individual team members but you're also having to build a relationship as a leader of a team and so sort of going into to different levels of that relationship in a one-to-one that's that's probably most um appropriate at that point and you know that's where you get to know a little bit about them and understand what makes them tick as much as anything Mm -hmm. um one of the really valuable things about having one-to-one time is finding out a bit more about who that person is Mm -hmm. and finding out more about what it is that is in their life because by knowing that then you can understand what might be affecting their performance either you know positively or negatively if they've got a lot of stress going on in their life for them to be able to sort of share that with you so that you can understand and you know I know that there's this whole or there was this whole school thought about oh you leave your personal life at the door who does Mm. that really I don't know about you I don't do that you know if I'm having a bad day I'm having a bad day I can't if I could leave it at the door that'd be great yeah yeah it doesn't happen no, that's true. And I I think what I've found is sometimes... And I have a particular occasion in mind, and I won't go into too much detail because this person will probably listen to this podcast at some point, and I would hate to out them on here. But um, I had an occasion where I had no idea this person was going through absolutely anything in their personal life. But after a few drinks in the pub, they revealed that actually they've just gone quite through... through quite a significant change in their life that I know that if it was me that would have really thrown me off work-wise I would have never guessed by their performance and how they acted that anything was ever wrong and so that also makes me think when I was reflecting on one-to-ones about where they're happening and to up until this point so I've been in management for a year now all of my one-to-ones have either been over teams or like sat outside in 
in, a, in an office space or you know somewhere quite formal I've never had a one-to-one that's like walking somewhere or at the pub or anything like that mm. I don't I don't really know why I don't know if I get on very well with people that I've managed but I don't know I don't know why I've not done that but I feel like it would be a good idea well it feels I, I don't know whether people think it's a bit strange it's quite different it's quite a new idea but walking one-to-ones can be really good if you're someone who is quite restless and thinks really well or is quite creative when you're moving then going for a walk and just talking can be a really good way of getting someone to relax because you're not looking at them face to face which is what you tend to be doing when you're sitting having a one-to-one in an office don't Mm -hmm. you or if you're if you're in a pub again you might be side by side rather than face to face and if you if you want to get to know people better then maybe you know shake it up a bit and actually don't always have your one-to-one sitting in an office or across a desk where there's very much that sort of this is a meeting type of feeling mm. sometimes going for a walk and forgetting the formal side of the one-to-ones you know you can catch up with that later just having that really meaningful conversation that's the thing actually that i think is the key to good one-to-ones it's just a really good slightly structured conversation mm. With with different topics, maybe. Yeah. It's a conversation. Do you know, I think there are a couple of things that, when it comes to one-to-ones, in the back of my mind, that now I've really been thinking about for this episode, that are potential, like, barriers or things that I, like, low-key worry about in my head, is things like, the first thing being awkward silences. So, yeah. on a one-to-one basis, I sometimes feel like I have to fill the gaps and that's where in the beginning, <laughs> there were occasions where I felt like I just spoke at people instead of really taking it in. Because I was nervous. I was like, oh my God, what are they expecting from me? What should I expect from them? They were hoping you were going to do a whole scene from Les Mis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, mass- I'm massively <laughs> overthinking it when it was really that's unnecessary. That's not like you, Molly, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, but having said that, maybe, like I think those silences could be quite valuable. If I just shut up for a minute and waited for them to say something, they, that's when they could come out with the things that you know they want me to know or didn't feel like they could sort of squeeze into everything else I was blurting out. Yeah, it's, that is a, you know, and that's a really great lesson learned. And sometimes, you know, we just learn this stuff because we just do it and we try stuff and things go well and things go not quite so well and we learn about what goes well and you've you've learned that and certainly we've got two totally different approaches to things haven't we you are a mm. big planner overthinker um yes. which is great you know you are really if i you know if i think of someone who i would say is like the most organized planned person ever it's you I'm a, I am I am really planned I guess to a certain extent but I am a little bit more fly by the seat of my pants just mm. I get a, I get a bit bored there comes a point when planning gets a bit boring mm. um and so I just oh, just wing it go for it happens yeah and like you though you know no matter what you do whichever approach you have um there will come a point when it doesn't actually work and you have to think to yourself oh okay what should I do next? Mm. Time? And that's going to happen with one-to-ones as well as everything else you do. But 
don't let it put you off. You just go back in and try something different next time. It's like everything, you know, it just all of those different things that we get wrong just helps us get it really right. Um, but even now, you know, I have some one to ones where they don't go brilliantly. But I think there are some things there are probably some sort of key things that I always try and think about. Um, and one is that, I mean, we're fortunate in that our company has a, a good structured one-to-one process, yeah, doesn't it? But, it does. But you might be in an organisation that doesn't, that doesn't think one-to-ones are important, maybe. They don't, you know, they, they have like annual appraisals and that sort of thing. You, you, you know, it is what it is. But as a manager, you can still have one-to-ones, which I think are really, really valuable in terms of building relationships and getting to know people. But, you know, you can you can have a little bit of structure. So have some questions in your back pocket. Have some questions that you always ask um, that will help you. So, you know, you can start off with a bit of a conversation starter, maybe um, finding out a bit more about that person. That first bit can be, you know, asking them what's happening with them or, you know, if you know they've got children who are having exams or something or how did how did charlotte's music recital go oh we work for very posh people don't we (laughs) (laughs) but you know just and that normally people just instantly engage because you're asking them about them you remembered something important about their life Mm -hmm. and then you see them like oh i'm more than just an employee to this person i'm with a whole other life outside um so that sort of getting to know your people from a non-work perspective, just with a couple of questions, but then having some 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 questions that you would normally ask, or mm-hmm. that you might just have there as sort of structured questions, which will help you overcome that worry about well, what do I go in and say? What do I what do I say? I had a manager once who said to me, if I have to have a one-to-one conversation with each of my team once a week, I don't know what I'll say to them. <laughs> and you think, I think there's a bigger problem than one-to-ones here. But mm. but I can get that to a certain extent. It can feel a bit overwhelming. If you're not someone who is a really, you know, chatty, loves having a, a chat yeah. with someone, it can feel a bit overwhelming, can't it? So having yeah. that, those questions that are you know, the, the sort of the things that if there is that awkward silence that goes on a bit too long, you can move on and say, oh, right, well, you know, my next question will be mm. this or whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. And just on, you touched on that we have quite a sort of formal way of, or quite a, I don't know, what, I can't remember the word you used was, but we have structured structured processes that we do for one-to-ones. We have very regular yeah. one-to-ones. And that's something that really helped me actually in the beginning because we have this platform called Clear Review yeah. and there are a ton of questions for each type of one-to-one you can have with someone. There is a load of questions listed that you can ask and I will put yeah. those in the show notes um, because they, I found them super, super helpful. Um, but just to touch on a couple of the different types of discussions that you could be having and they've got loads of questions around just sort of general one-to-one check-ins they've got ones that are based around well-being check-ins ones for performance conversations so lots of different styles of questions for um 
different bits that you need career progression conversations and I found those super helpful so like the general career discussions it's things looking over actions from the last week any feedback that's been given or received are they uh, talking about using strengths and how they can better utilize strengths and things like that asking how can I help what can I do to support um mm. Those sorts of things. And then it goes on to like way more sort of detailed discussions that you can have around career progression, your career goals, the company can do to support career goals and things like that. So I found that so helpful to have it during, like right in front of me during one-to-ones where I can sort of refer back to and say, okay, so let's talk about this. And I think that's quite good on both, but it makes it easier for me, but also good for the for the other person to sort of know what they might expect because they can also go in advance and look at these sorts of questions which might help them come up with an agenda as well they might look at questions and think oh yeah actually i should probably put together a development plan or you know i'd love to put in a new personal objective so things like that so having that real structure there that you just spoke about questions in advance you can come back to would be really helpful if you're new to a management role if you don't have a structured platform like we do and maybe keeping like a a file or an excel document with all these questions that you've found useful to ask or Mm. questions that have provoked a good discussion there are loads of resources out there i mean other systems are available but clearview that we use is really good for that and it gives you a different structure but you can easily recreate that just by having your own plan like you say on an excel spreadsheet or you can open up some notes so that you can have a two-way um sort of uh one-to-one in preparation of so um in our one-to-ones um we normally open them up prior to the actual meeting themselves so that both sides can put notes in about what they want to discuss because i don't know about you molly but when i'm working um i'll think of something and i think i must speak to so and so about that Mm. but actually it would be really disruptive if I kept on calling them every five minutes with all these things that come (laughs) into my head so I'll just put them into our one-to-one notes and and then it's a reminder and I can relax because I think right I don't need to keep that in my head anymore Mm. I've put it on our one-to-one notes they know because they can look at them as well that we're going to discuss this so they can prepare for that or, you know, we can just have a discussion about it and it doesn't get forgotten. And you can you can easily recreate that. And you can decide for yourself what, you know, your one-to-ones are going to be about. They can be, from most point, they can just be, you know, general check-ins. But you could also say, right, once a month or once every two months or once every three months, we're going to have a meeting, a one-to-one that is specifically about development, that is mm-hmm. specifically about how you want to um, develop and how you you see yourself progressing or whatever. And then you could say, but also once every three months, we're also going to drop in a conversation about your well-being um, and specifically focus on that. You don't have to have that sort of formula. You can bring all of those things into your regular one-to-ones. But, you know, the, the key thing, I think, for getting it right is that flexibility. There doesn't have to be so much structure with these that you can't move that you can't move out of of what someone in hr might have said um that your one-to-ones have to look like because they don't know your team they don't Mm. know what you're doing they don't know how it's working so hopefully if you've got the freedom to be able to say well actually this is how i want my one-to-ones to look like 
Um, and it might look different for different people in your teams. You might have different frequencies. So if someone's really struggling or they're going through a tough time, you might have a weekly check-in. But if someone's like really got it nailed and, and you don't need to speak to them as often, you could do every two weeks or every three weeks or every month. Um, mm. And you can, you can change that and you can say, actually, we don't need to do this every week now. You know, we can move to doing it every two weeks or something. But... That flexibility means that actually it doesn't become just another process. It, yeah. It's that, it's that meaningful conversation and that that's what's most important, having those those conversations. Yeah. When you were saying about that, it came, it reminded me of that. Um, I think I shared it in episode one of this podcast where I went on some leadership training and they said the most important thing is to care, to care about your team. And when you were talking then about you know, having these meaningful conversations is it made me come back to if you if you care that sort of comes and some of those bits sort of come naturally don't they yeah yeah if you're interested if you're curious mm. if you care then yeah this this stuff will come a bit easier won't it and yeah. if you're not if you don't care you might want to ask yourself why you're being a manager. That's a whole other podcast <laughs> yeah, episode, isn't that it? Is, that yeah. is a whole other one. Do you know it's something else that has I've found in my whole year of experiencing um, one-to-ones is that sometimes people will come with a, a problem or an issue or something they've experienced and at times I've taken it as, oh, they're asking me for advice and how I would deal with that. Actually, that's not always the case, and sometimes they they just want to rant, they just want to vent. They don't, they don't. They, I think sometimes um, potentially they've needed reassurance that you know I believe that they can figure this out themselves. But there are times where I've definitely not clocked onto that, and I've been like, oh well, you could do this, and then it's I've almost got like a like a tiny bit of defensive response, like oh well, like like they knew they knew mm-hmm. that they could do that and I also knew that they could figure out that solution but I think there are times where I didn't know if they were asking me to help solve a problem and it or if they just needed to like get something out and vent about it I feel like now I've been working with them for a longer period of time I I can sort of tell when someone is asking me for my advice and opinion and when someone just wants to moan at me about something rubbish that's happened or how someone's spoken to them or treated them but in the beginning if I could go back and give myself some advice it would be to really watch closely for if someone's wanting advice or to rant and actually off the back of that I listened to a book called How to Listen and it was a book that had actually been done I think in like some sort of collaboration or someone that had been part of Samaritans and they were talking about how to actually listen to people and how most Mm -hmm. of the time people don't want their problems solved for them they just need to to get it out and know that you believe that they can work through it without giving and that's hard sometimes that's hard and I've experienced this as a parent as well like letting instead of just going and fixing it and yep. coming up with all the solutions to try and make things better immediately actually sometimes the best thing to do is to sort of just be encouraging from the sidelines as opposed to diving right in and taking it and fixing it and that is such i think that's such an important point about just being 
a leader, being a manager generally. You know, years ago, it used to be very much that the manager was there to tell people what to do and to micromanage. And it was very much about do as I do and uh, sorry, do as I say, not not as I do. And, you know, just really telling people in detail, right, you do this and then you do that. And people would come to managers with problems and managers would give them the solution. But thankfully, that has really evolved now. And coaching, having a coaching style of leadership is really important when you're having, when you're developing a really great team. And I think one of our episodes coming up is going to be about, you know, creating that superstar team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that coaching style is so important because if you if you don't do that then you're going to spend your whole time dealing with people's problems but also you're not going to build a team who feel empowered or feel able to deal with problems you're not going to build resilience in your Mm. team um and learning that i think you know is so important and our value as leaders is not to give all of the answers it's to really help people unlock the answers for themselves And to be able to do that, because for them, like you say, they just want that time. Something I heard recently, actually, that someone suggested that people do at the beginning of a team meet or a one to one is have like a bit of grumble time. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You heard that as well. Yeah. And (laughs) you you have that as part of your one to one. You go, right, got anything you want to get off your chest? Got anything you want to talk about that you want to moan about? Let's do it. And then hopefully you can sort of draw a line under it because they just want the opportunity to vent. Yeah, definitely. I have implemented that since I also heard that advice and I love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, I think it's good to have a little space where we'll we'll moan about stuff and then it's done. Yeah. We've moved on. And it doesn't mean that people are, you know, they don't like their job or they don't like um, what they're doing or they don't like you, goodness mm. forbid. But actually they just, like we all do, they just want some time to go, bah! Yeah. Yeah, I'm really fed up with this, you know. Yeah, it's a really good, important part of... um... Something else that came up for me when I was thinking about one-to-ones and things like that, I was also obviously reflecting on my own one-to-ones and I have experienced where times where I don't feel like I can raise concerns or ask questions or have those rants that we just talk about because I feel like with a particular manager that's seen as incompetence and that's not it's very quickly shut down or things are taken away and you know solved or um and sort of viewed as yeah incompetent basically and so I was really thinking about what do I do what or what can I do more of to make sure that no one in my team ever feels like I think they're incompetent when they come to me with these sorts of questions and I wonder if it is coming back to that you know just listening yeah I think so I mean that's that's really that's really awful isn't it that's really sad that that that's the way that those conversations make you feel and like you say you make you want then to make sure that you don't make that mistake you don't exactly. do that and yeah I think the listening and the coaching style you know and uh, people will have um issues and, and we talked before about imposter syndrome mm. you know if people are afraid to come and talk about things they're facing that are challenging them then they're gonna that's gonna build up any feelings of sort of insecurity and mm. any feelings they have of, of not being good enough um, yeah. and they're not going to grow and learn um, 
Sounds like you're doing the right things, though. How do you sort of finish up your one-to-one? How do you, you know, we're talking about duration, weren't we? And we've got this 45-minute period mm. set in our head. But sometimes, actually, it doesn't have to be, does it? It can be as long as you need. Yeah. If you're meeting more frequently, then you probably want a shorter one-to-one. Or you're going to spend your whole days doing one-to-ones. But, you know, you, you could have a shorter one-to-one or you can have a longer one-to-one that's less frequent. Um, mm. But how do you... How do you sort of bring them to a close? What do you do to say, okay, I think I think we're done here? Do you have well, a, a something that you do at the end of your? I do, yeah, and that is massively helped by the system that we have in place. So I make notes as I go through one to ones on just everything that we've spoken about in the system that we have, and then when we get when it sort of gets to its natural close and we've not really got anything else to discuss, I go through the points and just say, okay, so these are the things that you've said you'll do. These are the things that I've said I'll do. Next time we talk, let's catch up and see where we're at with all of these things. And I just sort of leave it there. And um, sometimes I will try and bring it back to something more personal, like, oh, so what are you doing at the weekend? Just to sort of like. You know, leave it on a nicer note instead of all oh, go away and yeah. do all this stuff. Yeah, finishing up. I think it's a bit, you know, going on a bit more with the sort of coaching style of things, you know, setting your actions. So what is it you're going to agree between you that you're going to do? What are you going to commit to for the next time? So when when we meet next, what is it that we've agreed you'll have achieved? And that way, I think then you're sort of you're having some productivity coming out of it. But you know, it's also that person thinks, oh, yeah, right. OK, I'm off to do this. I'm I'm, you know, motivated. And you quite one of the questions that you were talking about earlier on, which is a really good one, really important one is, you know, what's stopping you from doing what you need to do? Mm. What can I do to help you? And that, you know, you can sort of round off with those things around, you know, what are you going to be doing? What's going to get in the way of that? That's another mm. really good one when you're saying, what are you going to commit to before next time? What's going to get in the way of that? And mm. then you're sort of rounding it off on a really good positive note. Yeah, definitely. I think that's good. That's something that I've definitely found is people needing help, just addressing barriers that they can definitely you know, bring down themselves and figure things out. But yeah, yeah coming back to really say, how are we going to deal with that? Practical yeah. steps to move forward. Yeah. And you, and you acknowledging as a manager that you understand that there might be things that they that, that perhaps are blocking them. We all, you mm. know, it can be just the most ridiculous of things that oh, stop yeah. people progressing, you know. But by you acknowledging it and saying, you know, great, okay, so what's going to stop me? How can I help you? It frees people to think, oh, yeah, there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I can mm. work through that problem. Yeah. yeah, and I love that honesty, actually. Cool. So that seems like a good place to wrap up today's episode. I hope you all found it super useful and made lots of notes and we'll go away and have amazing, well, I'm sure you're already having amazing one-to-ones, but um, hopefully you'll um, have found some useful tips within this episode. I'm now going to go on to this week's learning. This week's learning is not something related to one-to-ones, but it is something that I found particularly useful. And it's a book that I've read called Alchemy by Rory Sutherland. And he is a marketer, as if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I work in marketing. And although this is a marketing book, I think it's something that everyone can get a lot out of. He talks a lot about how now we're very process driven and go by the data. And we've sort of lost 
the magic of work and sometimes you can find the most incredible solutions in the most unexpected places and it was such an inspiring read and oh Sarah's just got it on screen right now that she has got that book <laughs> love to see it have you finished it Sarah I have yeah I did it, yeah. I did read it a while ago it's really good you know it's just really inspirational about getting back to those magic moments of things mm -hmm. that really spark that interest and you know coming up with the crazy ideas and the, mm -hmm. just the magic stuff so yeah it's a good read yeah. I would highly recommend it yeah definitely I felt very inspired after listening to that especially as someone who spends most of their day looking at data it really opened my eyes to that actually although it's important sometimes far too much focused focus is put on it and I'm will definitely make changes to how I work going forward based on that and look for the magic look for the magic in between all the other boring stuff that we have to do absolutely and well thanks so much for listening to this episode please go and follow us on linkedin and instagram at new managers club if you'd like to keep up with us in between episodes we'd love to hear your feedback there too bye for now bye